0: Jewish audio on kabat.org Continuing now in the Rambam the laws of Torah chapter 10 nimtzeis or nimtzei salmei so we learn she eslim there are 20 items she mehem 20 factors that each in his own right can disqualify the kashrut of the Torah and if one of these items is done to this Torah, the Torah becomes, not a Torah, but a Bible book, a Bible scroll. It's like a regular Chumash, which we use to teach children. The aim doesn't have the sanctity of a Torah. We certainly don't read from it as we do from a Torah scroll. And now we go through the list. So again, we have here a list of 20 disqualifying factors. One, if the Torah was written on the parchment of a non-kosher species animal, the animal species from which the parchment comes has to be kosher. Two, or an unprocessed parchment. We learned earlier about the processing of the parchment. It must be properly processed. Otherwise, it looks disgusting. It's not parchment; it's animal skin. Gimel The parchment has to be processed with the sake of the Torah in mind, shame Torah. But if it was just processed without that intent, it's a problem. k'siba. It's written where we're told not to read it. If he's using the gvil parchment on the inside flesh side, if he's using the cloth parchment, on the hair side, where we learned earlier it's the opposite. Hey, If it's written part on gvil, part on cloth, different levels of parchment. Six, or it was written on duchsutus, which is that inside. Layer of parchment, which is only kosher, according to some, for the use of a mezuzah, but never a Torah. Seven, it's written without this engraved ruling. Eight It doesn't have black ink that's sustainable. The problem with some Torahs is that the ink disappears. A few years go by, you can't see nothing. Invisible ink. 9, if it's written in other languages, we even talked about the fact that even Greek is not acceptable, although the Torah was translated by 70 scholars into Greek. 10, we learn, a person who does not believe in God, and Torah wrote it. Describe The character, the spiritual character of the scribe is important too. He wrote God's name without special focus and intent. 12, even one letter missing. 13, even one extra letter. 14, one letter touching the other. 15, one letter touching the other. Form, shape of a letter is not recognizable. It looks like another letter. Whether it's in the writing, whether it has a hole, a tear, or an eraser. 16. There's too much distance or too close, one letter to the other. Until One word looks like two. Two words look like one. And you see this a lot in Torahs. Less and less with computer checking, but you see it a lot. 17. The form of the sections were altered. The special shirois, the yashir and azinu, were changed in their shape and form and special font setting. 19. 19. Haksav kishida, that you wrote the rest like the shida, twenty shatufay ideas believe you did that the different pieces of parchment were sewn together we learned earlier with sinews of the animal here they're sewn together with I don't know something else. Shadavu b'orim all the other components requirements the mitzvah are better but leilak if they don't disqualify the Torah and make it unkosher if they're not followed. Two sepetera kosher Torah becomes a holy book. We treat it with greater respect, tremendous honor. In other words, a chumash is also treated with great respect. Any holy book, a Torah is another world. A person may not sell a Torah We said every person has to write a Torah. He doesn't have what to eat. Can he sell his Torah? Not good. Instead of selling a Torah, you should go to Weight Watchers. I'm just kidding. There's this old joke where this pauper comes to Rothschild's house, bangs down the door, and finally Rothschild comes to him and says, What do you want? He says, I haven't eaten for three days. So he says, Force yourself. All right, bad joke. I'm just trying to, you know, lighten the air here. He never, ever, never entered his mind the guy had no money. He figured he didn't have appetite. Force yourself. Even if he has many Torahs, it's not so easy to sell Torah. The halach, in fact, t- says that you're only allowed to sell Torahs to buy another Torah. When a shul has a bunch of old Torahs and they're not so good, you want to sell them, it's okay. But only to buy another Torah. Even if he wants to sell the old scroll to buy a new one is also problematic, the Rambam says. It's best to only sell a Torah for two purposes. If he can use that, the proceeds, to enable him to study Torah, or to enable him to marry. Those are two overriding mitzvahs. If he doesn't have anything else to sell. But if you can sell something else, you should do that. Say potato, shabbola, shanipso. What do we do with the Torah that becomes worn or disqualified? He puts it in an earthenware container. And he buries it near Torah scholars in the cemetery. That's the way to entomb and deal with an old Torah. What about the mantles of Torah that become old? Some people make shrouds out of them and that's the best way to bury them. A container that was prepared for a Torah and it was placed in it. So also the covers and the ark and the movable stuff in which a Torah was even though the Torah is placed in its container, if there's a chair which was created and designated only to hold the Torah, like they used to have these boxes which we place Torah in, on the bima, they're all holy usages, and therefore the ark, the cover, the chair become holy. We also the Zorkan, it's forbidden to, Dispose of them, but when they become old or broken, they should be buried or hidden. Aval but the podium upon which the leader stands, and holds the safer or the the table, the shulchan, when Kaismanolo Islamid, or the boards that tablets that children learn from, they're not holy. Similarly speaking, the pomegranates or the crowns, which are made to beautify the Torah, they their holy things. We also let see in the it's not permissible to just use them for everyday stuff. Unless he sells them to buy a Torah or holy books. We may place one Torah on the other if need be. Certainly, we may place a Torah on regular Bible books. The rule is the Chumash, the five books of Moses, may be placed upon the prophets and the scriptures. But vice versa, we can't. Certainly, you don't place a Chumash on a Torah. In general, there's a whole list of rules of what you can place on what in our world. Somebody comes into a shul and takes a chumash, takes a siddur, takes a tillim, and he piles them up on on, on his chair. What does he put where? So, the answer is, nothing is allowed to go on top of the chumash. The chumash has to go on top of everything else. And... uh, there are many complex laws, but the Rebbe used to, on the way into Shul, on the way out of Shul, see a book inappropriately on top of another book, he would stop and correct it. So the holier the book, it has to be on top. You have an interesting book they came out with recently over the last many years called a Chitas, which combines a to Tehillim, Tanya, Sidr. Look at the order. The order is meticulous because the Chumash. Should be on top and so on. The holy writings, even law or medrash, also you can't throw them away? HaKmeim, however, if we're talking about stuff that's written for good luck, charms, talismans, which have holy things, some people wear a mezuzah on their neck and so on. You can't enter into the bathroom with them unless they're covered with skin or another covering, which is why it's important to always have a cover on these things. A person should not carry a Torah into a bathhouse, bathroom, or cemetery even though it's covered in its Bag. you shouldn't read from it until he's at least six feet away four amas away from the corpse or from the bathhouse or from the bathroom you should never hold the Torah when he's undressed it's forbidden to sit on a bed sometimes in a mourner's house you could bring a Torah the big problem is where you're going to put the Torah well I'll put it on a bed Said, you don't sit on that bed. A house that has a a Torah in it. And he doesn't mean so much a house, he means a room. A room that has a Torah in it. A house that has a Torah in it has to have an ark, has to have a place of honor. You can't just keep a Torah in your house. That's not good. The room that has a Torah, also the Shamash Mitoshebe, one is not allowed to be intimate in it until he removes the Torah. Until it's Really encased in proper covering. <speaking in> Bechli <Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> should put the vessel in another vessel, <speaking> in <Hebrew> which is not prededicated toward for, <speaking in> Haya <Hebrew> but if it was preset for it, <speaking in> Haya <Hebrew> even 10, <speaking in Hebrew> one and the other, they're considered one. Another alternative is to build a temporary wall of 40 handbreadths, of 10 rather, handbreadths. We learned yesterday that uh, we learned earlier—not yesterday. We learned earlier that a handbreadth is, I think, thirty-one point five inches. So ten handbreadths would be thirty. I'm sorry. We learned earlier that a handbreadth is three point one five inches. So ten would be thirty-one point five zero. Mashu shukasai. If he had no other room, if he has another room, he's forbidden to engage in intimacy, until he removes the Torah. Can somebody who became impure touch a Torah? Anyone who's impure, even menstrual woman, menstruating women, even a non-Jew, anybody can touch a Torah. Mutter can touch, can hold the Torah. can read the Torah. The principle is, even if you're going to argue that somebody's impure, the Torah never becomes impure. But a person has to be clean and dignified. His hand shouldn't be dirty. I the shouldn't have mud on it. You don't want to dirty the Torah, but purity and impurity is not a problem. They should wash their hands, and then handle the Torah. Nine, anybody who sees a traveling Torah, somebody's carrying a Torah in or out of the room, must rise. Everybody should rise until the one who's walking stops. When he comes to his place, until he can no longer see it. Then and only then may they sit down. Ten, it's a mitzvah to designate a respectful Sacred place for the Torah, we call it an ark. Well, the Chabadian <speaking> to honor it or the Hadran to beautify it. So, mucho mucho, dwarim shem beluchas habris. Heyn heyn <Hebrew> shem b'chol sefer v'sefer, the words of the Ten Commandments are in each Torah, in addition to everything else. La yoruk adam koneget sevater, a person should not spit in the presence of a Torah. A person should not be immodest. They should not take off his socks. You should not put it on his head. should not carry it on his head like a load. A person should not turn his back to a Torah. Unless it was on a different level... On a platform, that's something else. 11. What if he was traveling from place to place? He should not place the Torah in a sack and place it on the donkey and travel with it. But he was afraid of robbers. permitted to. He's afraid he's going to carry it, it'll look precious, They'll, he'll get pirates. Ain't sham is not afraid. Maniche becheki. He puts it in his bosom. Can it really be near his heart? al he rides on the animal. Behailach. Call me Yeshua. They say anybody who sits in front of the Torah, Yeshua must sit bechay with great respect. The aim of a pachad with fear and dread. Shahu because the Torah is our eid anem the reliable witness. The chal bo for all to come upon the face of this earth. Shemar b'ha'yasham b'chal a eid. It shall be there. For you as a witness. A person must respect the Torah as much as humanly possible. our earlier sages, taught, he who desecrates Torah, Gufei, Abrias, God forbid he will be desecrated by people. anybody who honors the Torah, Gufei, Mechhubad al he will be honored by people, Nigmeru. Hilchas Sefer Berach with the heavenly compassion, we have now completed the laws of Sefer Torah.